0: Hey y'all, good evening. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. It is another Friday. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I'm so grateful. I am honored to be here once again, sharing my life with you, and praying that what I have to share with you guys tonight is encouraging. Um, yes, at the moment, I am battling a very, very strong headache. I don't. I won't completely call it like a migraine, but I just. I'm. I'm in pain right now. I don't know what's going on. Um, I will figure that out. In the meantime, pray your girl through, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get this done because I do want to go live tonight and talk a little bit about the text that we are going to cover this evening. Um, that said, this week has been very productive. I'm very thankful to the Lord for giving me grace and the strength to endure all that was on my schedule this week. It was crazy. Um, but he has done what he always does and that is see me through, um he is steady you know trimming the fat right now for all of the things that i have in my mind all the things i'm thinking about all the things i'm dreaming about like vision and and dreaming is amazing but as we say all the time here on this podcast we plan our way but the lord orders our steps amen and he's doing that right now for me he is like that's a great idea naomi and This is another way you can do this or, and this is the way I want you to do it. And I'm having to really adjust myself to that. And every single time I do, I find it so much easier to just say yes and thank you to the Lord. So that's what I'm going to keep doing. Um, I will share, um, some updates with you guys on a little like bonus, um, announcement recording a little bit later, uh, this week. But for now, I just wanted to say that I'm just so grateful to be alive today, um, my daughters are good, family's good, no one's sick, everyone is at peace and healthy, grateful for that. Uh, still mourning, still grieving, um, more more um, deaths in, in, in extended family and, and things like that. So, um, you know, navigating those things, they can be a challenge as we all know. Um, and friends, COVID spikes now, you know, people are out, at least here in Georgia, like people are just out, Atlanta, out (laughs) they're out right now so i'm not too surprised by that at the same time i'm so grateful for the covering of the lord and i'm doing my part to keep my mask on and have uh having sanitizer on deck like i just i'm not playing with this stuff i'm not playing with any disease in general like i know that it's kind of like you know found its place among all the other (laughs) diseases but um at least viruses let me say that um but it is still what it is and my prayer is that you all are safe that your family is safe um from any hurt harm or danger truth be told um i pray that over you guys i pray for peace i pray for safety protection uh grace love joy really praying for joy in this season and 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 not Not just happiness, not just the excitement of being out and it's like warm outside, you're going on vacations and all this stuff. Like that's all wonderful and that's good. Enjoy your life, praise God. But like when the sun goes down, when the temperature drops, you know what I'm saying? Like are you still going to have joy? If not, start working on that now. Just saying. Um, But yes, this week we are going to continue in James chapter 4. I am going to go through verses uh, 1 through 3 today and we will see how it goes. In the meantime, get yourself ready, and I will do the same. This is Tether Talk, a podcast for women where we talk about the truths that influence our identities, guide our choices, form our future, and lead us to the hope that steadies our hearts. Let's pull back the layers, uncover the lies, and hold on to the only truth that satisfies. Y'all, I tell you, my head is like pounding right now. I cannot figure out, I keep retracing my steps today in particular, like what is going on? <laughs> what is happening right now? Um, it might be like a sleep. I didn't go to bed until like 3.30 this morning. And then my girls woke me up around six. So yeah, it could be those three hours, y'all. It could be that uh could be the fact that i uh fasted into like three two, like three as well three in the afternoon as well yeah a lot of stuff man it could have been a combination of those things so i'm i'm just i'm gonna do the best that i can here and be present and be active and pray that the holy spirit will give me wisdom and guidance and some some in time revelation right now like i need that in time not in time i didn't say end in time revelation right now James James has been intense I know that we took a couple a couple weeks off and um but the word was still in it y'all notice that like there's just you can't get past it like this really it started as my desire to be obedient to the word of the Lord God telling me I want you to go through the book of James for for the year and that's been wonderful um but taking that break was not a break from the word doing a work in me it was just a break for me sharing you know directly from the text with you all um and i just want to make that clear because i know sometimes Uh, we can we can find ourselves getting a little religious you know what I'm saying like oh I gotta be I gotta do it I gotta every single week like be it all up in the now mind you I will say the Bible does say that we should meditate on the Word of God day and night meditate on the Word of God day and night and so yes that should be your goal it should be your aim to spend time with God to read his word to make it a consistent practice to make it a part of your life you write it on the tablet of your heart put it around your neck place it on your head put it on your doorpost you know what i'm saying put it in songs sing songs hymns and spiritual songs one to another that's the word like the word of god should penetrate our hearts and become a like a part of our lives um that said it's also very interesting the bible doesn't you know we're not we're not saved by our works you know what i mean so anybody can be like oh i read my bible 17 times a day and it's like great do you love people you know (laughs) that's wonderful did you cuss out your wife amen that's wonderful how's your relationship with your kids you know i'm saying like all that so there's so much that goes into it it's the word and it's your deed, it's your what you say and how you live, you know what I'm saying? Life and lip, all of it, it's all together, it's both and. Um, but the one thing that is always true is that God's word will never return to him void. God's word is true from the beginning to the end, from in to amen, it is all true. And because the word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, It can pierce every single aspect of your life it doesn't matter what you think is hidden doesn't matter what you think you bring into God like okay I'm gonna show you this and then kind of keep something to yourself like it is sharp enough to pierce through every single veil every single um, uh, callus that you have it's it's strong enough to do that it is also the word the word made flesh is is Christ right and Christ dwelt on this earth and spent 33 years with us began his ministry at at age 30 and and then departed from us and upon his his ascension and being seated right at the at the right hand of the father once more he sends us the holy spirit the holy spirit Also brings the word, interprets the word, confirms the word, the word of Christ Jesus. And so, no matter if you are in the Bible, reading the Bible, or you're away from the Bible and it it has been a part of your life, it's been bread to you, it's been living water, it's been life to you, the Holy Spirit is who will bring the word of God to your recollection and give you grace to live through that word. So, that's what's been happening with me the last three weeks. I'm not saying that I didn't personally read the Bible, I just didn't personally share it with you guys or publicly share it with you guys um but the word was still active and I couldn't escape James I just couldn't every single time I'd be like okay I'm taking a break God's like from what sanctification <laughs> from what Naomi being made whole <laughs> and it's not like I was running from it like okay I need to get away I wasn't like that but I was just kind of like I got into that mode of like okay study share it read it share it you know all that stuff I mean I still allowed it to penetrate my heart but I was in that sharing mode and and then I wasn't and I was like ooh, okay taking a break and God was like mm, it just so happens that you need to take a break cuz you need some work done amen so anyway I don't know what I just said, a whole bunch of stuff. I'm kind of stalling a little bit because the the subject of this uh, segment that we're about to get into right now, James chapter four, if you have even taken a glance at it. it it, it makes you it it makes you shudder a little bit at least me because i know for a fact so many of us would not say that we are prideful individuals we would never we'd be like yo every once in a while i have moments where i choose myself or i elevate myself but for the most part i would consider myself to be humble okay paul uh is i'm sorry james i want to say paul Cause Paul stay cutting about to people. He'd be like, yo, I'm a, I'm a, the apostle of apostles. Like I, you know, I'm a Pharisee of Pharisees. And yet I do this, I humble myself. So I think I, I'm thinking about Paul because Paul could have easily, but he knew that he was also his words, chief of sinners. So he had to lay himself as low as possible, having had a very personal encounter with Christ. So maybe that's why I said, Paul. Maybe I need to read about his life and his journey again, get back in it. You know why I said Paul? Because I'm reading Romans right now as well. And it is hitting your girl. Six, seven, and eight talking about sin and just it, listen. What I want to do, I don't do. What I don't want to do, I do. I try to do good, but evil is always present. Listen, go if you read Romans, <laughs> Right. Okay. Yes. Let me get back to James chapter four, (laughs) James chapter four, just like Paul, James is going to come in here and cut and talk to us about being prideful and the opposite of pride, which is humility. So I'm going to read verses one through three, and then we're going to see what the Lord has to say. Um, yeah, in Jesus name. James chapter four verses one through three, and it reads, what is the source of wars and fights among you? Don't they come from your passions that wage war within you? You desire and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and wage war. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. This is a lot. I'm telling y'all so much. If you've been with me this year, there's so much happening. (laughs) Okay. Recap. James is speaking to Jewish Christians, converts from Judaism to Christianity, followers of the way. They are still Subject to Roman law and Roman rule. And so it is very challenging to not only be a Christian convert under uh, in a Jewish sect, right, within a people group that has been abiding by the Mosaic law for A time right and here you come believing in the Messiah saying that Jesus is the Messiah that he has come and you believe that he has come and you believe his word when he says that he will come again so you're you're already as a Jewish Christian going against the grain within your ethno so your ethnic group but then you're also subject to Roman rule Right. So we have James speaking to Jewish Christians who are not only dealing with what's within, but they're also dealing with what's without. Right. Um, and for whatever reason, James is wanting to address some of the things that are going on within the people, within those who are part of the body of Christ. I'm actually going to go to James chapter three right now and recap the last couple of verses, because I think it's important for us. To remember where he ended chapter three, so that when we get into chapter four, we'll see what's up. All right, so the last segment in chapter three talks about the wisdom that is from above. The wisdom from above is what? First pure, then peace loving, gentle, compliant, full of mercy, and good fruits. It is unwavering and it's without pretense. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace, right? that's what he's talking about he's talking about those who submit themselves to heavenly wisdom which breeds these fruit which uh, yields these fruit right it breeds these behaviors i'm sorry and yields these fruits um peace loving purity gentleness compliance mercy uh, uh being unwavering uh being uh trustworthy without pretense all of that so and then the most important is peace right the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. The opposite of that is wisdom from the earth, right? If you have bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, he says, Don't boast and deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, demonic, and unspiritual, right? Those are the three, three pictures of or three descriptors of earth of earthly wisdom: unspiritual, demonic, and or full and or rooted in selfish ambition and vain conceit. So all of those things are rooted (laughs) in earthly wisdom. It's just a whole bunch of mess, craziness. But if you desire to be led by spiritual wisdom, heavenly wisdom, your wisdom or the wisdom that comes from heaven will be marked by peace. Then he comes in chapter four and says this, what is the source of wars and fights among you? the writing the writing the speaking the 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 endowing of the holy spirit to give him this is just phenomenal to me it's absolutely beautiful he just ends chapter 3 with those who sow in righteousness will cultivate peace right those who sow in righteousness let me read it the fruit of righteousness is sown by those sown in peace by those who cultivate peace the fruit of righteousness is sown In peace by those who cultivate peace they work at peace you can't yield peace if you don't sow peace right so if you want to yield peace you must sow peace peace comes from who the Prince of Peace who is Christ who is God verse chapter 4 verse 1 what is the source of wars and fights among you clearly There's some beef going on in the house the house of god right you have these jewish christians they're sitting there james finishes all that he has to say about earthly and and heavenly wisdom and now he's going to talk about pride and humility what is the source of wars and fights among you He's speaking to them. He's not speaking to anybody else. He's not speaking to uh, to, the, to the Gentiles or the Romans. He's not speaking to uh, the Jewish, uh, those who are following the Jewish tradition. He's not speaking to them. He's speaking to Christians. And he's saying to them, what is the source of wars and fights among you? Don't they come from your passions that wage war within you? So contextually, these are people who, once again, are subject to Rome there were a lot of course who wants to be subject to another culture another people group nobody wants that right but the jews were subject to rome during this time and so to get rome up from you know from under rome's hand or on, under rome's thumb there were wars there were fights there was there were zealous acts that were taking place you even had a faction called the zealots who would literally for the sake of the word you know put their hands to war and go to war against the romans or anybody else who would come against uh you know um come against uh the jewish people They would literally and say it was because they were doing it as unto the Lord. But this is also post uh, after Christ, right? So Jesus has already come. He's already been crucified. He's already resurrected and he's now with the father. So the Messiah has already come. But a, a lot of people didn't want to believe that. James is here saying to Jewish Christians who may or may not still be dealing with some of those prophecies and dealing with some of those expectations about who the Messiah would or would not be, and he's speaking to them and saying, what is causing wars and fights among you, amongst each other? you your brothers and sisters in the faith don't they come from your passions that wage war within you you desire and you do not have you want power you want authority you want to be back on top you desire to be in the on the with the in crowd you desire to have some sense of of identity again you desire to have some sense of uh, what's the word Uh, placement again you who, who doesn't want that right Who doesn't want that how many of us have been in situations where maybe you were sitting really really high in some place and then all of a sudden your whole life gets turned upside down and you obviously know that you can't fight against that regime you can't fight against that new system or whatever but there's something inside of you that still desires to be back in that place that's exactly what was going on with these people they're like yo our whole country has been invaded by heathens by gentile people by the quote-unquote unclean you know i'm saying like we don't like this we don't want this and then now i've accepted that jesus is my lord and savior and you telling me to be peaceful to be at peace to not do anything to not fight against anybody to not try to come against anybody to not fight uh, on behalf of the Lord And James is gonna go in, in the rest of this chapter And really break down Like yo You ain't really doing it For yourself Like actually Verse 3 It says You, you pray you ask and you don't receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you can spend it on your pleasures. So like even when you do come to God right now, you have some like ulterior motive as to why are you asking God to fight your battles for you? Why are you asking God to help you overcome? It's not because you wanna overcome from the sake of Christ or for the name of Christ. It's because you want status back. You, you wanna be who you used to be. You want to have Jesus, but also have the world, which is why he spent all of chapter three talking about earthly wisdom versus heavenly wisdom. He's like, you cannot operate as a Christian any longer with earthly wisdom. That is unfruitful for you. It is earthly, it is unspiritual, and it is demonic. You can no longer, as a Christian, who believes that Jesus was the Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth was the Messiah or is the Messiah, he's the resurrected King if you believe that now you can no longer put your hope your trust your strength your joy your expectation your desire for life back in the things of the world you can no longer put it in the law because Christ came to fulfill the law so speaking to Jewish Christians who are converts to Christianity converts to the way who were formerly following the mosaic law formerly following the way of of Abraham and the way of Moses and you know all that they're following all that they're following all the rules all the the traditions and everything like that and you come to them now and you're telling them like listen you can't you not only can you not go back to that you, you understand it. You respect it. We respect the Old Testament. We know that the two come together and Christ comes to fulfill the law. He is the fulfillment of everything that the law pointed to. So we receive that, but we cannot respond in the world as Christians. And James is telling brothers and sisters of the way, brothers, of, brothers and sisters of Christ, the same thing. You can no longer respond to what it is that you're going through in your life, no matter what the circumstances. Are the way that you used to in a religious sense and the way that you used to in with with the zeal that was going up against all the things that were compounding in your life those external things that brought war that brought war to your life you can't do it anymore that's what he says so when he asked this question I'm sure it offended some people like who the, who does he think he is asking us where these wars are coming from. Of course you know where these wars are coming. The Romans are doing this. We're subject subject to them. They've taken over our land and then now that we're Christians, we're being persecuted by all of our brothers and sisters who said that they cared and they say they want to believe. I'm literally risking my life to believe in Jesus right now. I'm sure they had so many things to say as we do all the time and we're not even faced with the type of threat that they were faced with on a daily basis okay somebody doesn't want to be your friend anymore I'm not saying that's not important but if they're like yo I'm not really rocking with you know Jesus and your faith right now listen nowadays this whole I'm spiritual thing or I'm Christian and spiritual listen I can't I really can't that's like that in-between stage you might have oh, lord I don't even want to say some of the things that i want to say <laughs> but literally it's like at the end of the day you you ride in that that gray area you're in the you're you're on that fence a little bit you're i'm a christian but i'm more spiritual no 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 what you're trying to do is take away the lordship of jesus that's what you're trying to do when you say i'm christian but i'm spiritual i'm more spiritual than religious that's you being influenced by culture christian culture and have had and someone who has yet to submit their relationship with God to God. They have yet to say that Jesus is Lord. You are a cultural Christian who doesn't like religion or the religiosity or the pharisaic nature of some Christians, which is fair, but rather than actually pressing into Jesus, what you're going to do is say, oh, I'm Christian because I know that if I believe in Jesus, my soul is going to be saved. I'm going to get to heaven. But the reality is you don't want to submit to God. Hello, be humble, uh you don't want to submit to god so instead of saying yes i'm a christian or i'm born again and 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 looking past people and past traditions and past religious behavior and pressing into relationship and lordship with jesus what you are going to do instead is just make sure that your soul is scarcely saved right scarcely saved like you're going to get in right but you ain't trying to fight for no crowns you're not trying to fight for any jewels you're not trying to make him famous in any way i'm just spiritual I'm I'm not religious. No, you straddling the fence is what you're doing, right? That's 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 what you're doing. That's exactly that's that's who that's where they were before they became Christians. That's who they were before they became Christians. After Jesus landed on the earth, after Jesus came into the earth, guess what? Pharisees, Sadducees, anybody who didn't believe in Jesus but said they were followers of the Old Testament, the Mosaic Law, whatever, they may as well have said, I'm, I'm, I'm just spiritual. I'm, I'm Christian. I'm not. I'm just spiritual. <laughs> what? There's so much I can say about that. And guess what? I will say something about that on the recap tonight, 830 Eastern Time. EDT time. I can't keep track with this daylight saving situation, so I'm just gonna say 8:30 Eastern Eastern time on the Wisdom app. I'm gonna talk about this very thing. The whole I'm Christian, I'm spiritual, not religious. Stop it. Anyway. So he asked them, what causes these wars and fights among you? Don't they come from your passions that wage war within you? Passions, the things that you really want. Again, that status, that desire, that lofty place, like I want my money back, I want my authority back, I want my power back, I want all the stuff that I had before I want it back. I hate the fact that somebody else has it over me. So yes, you fight against the Romans, you fight against uh, uh, um, against the government, essentially. You fight against the government and then it doesn't work for you. you desire and you do not have you desire to get that thing back but you don't have it why because we're not supposed to be fighting flesh and blood anymore if you're a christian who cares what the government is doing not saying that we don't pray for the government timothy tells us that paul tells timothy like pray for your leaders be subject to your leaders right So long as you're not questioning your own obedience to Christ. Like, okay, it is what it is. I live in the United States. I'm going to be subject to the government. Whoever is in position, whoever is in power in that moment, I'll be subject to that. But my Lord is Christ and the government sits upon His shoulders, okay? So the moment you start going left, guess what? I'm going to go right. The moment you start going right, I'm going to go left. If Christ is going left, I'm going left. Wherever the Lord is going to go, I'm going to go because He is the way he is the truth, and he is the life and I 'm trying to live okay, you desire and you do not have this one uh, this other one right here is, is intense. you murder and covet and cannot obtain you murder so it was to the point where there were some people, yes, you have the zealots you know uh, um a, a, a particular radical group within uh the Jewish sect, right they were just so radical, they were the ones who were like, yo. For for you know God and country, <laughs> they about to take everybody out just to ensure that I am is rep is is rep repped again. They want to make sure that the God of Abraham is repped again. They want to make sure that the law is upheld. Period. So they're willing to do everything. They're willing willing to do anything, kill or be killed. It doesn't matter. But it says here in James chapter um, James chapter four verse two, you murder and covet and cannot obtain. You can't get it. The other side of that, you can go against the government. You can bring on the zealots, the people who are like, yeah, we're going to fight forever. That's great. But then you have the others who are on a more personal level. It's like you covet your neighbor so badly. You murder because you want what your neighbor has. But guess what? You cannot obtain it. Because y'all, they're fighting amongst each other in a system that oppresses you. That doesn't make any sense. You're using earthly unspiritual and demonic wisdom to fight something that can only be defeated by heavenly wisdom you do not have because you do not ask i love this and the following verse you do not have because you do not ask it's so interesting that he puts that right after talking about wars and fights among one another amongst themselves You do not have because you do not ask. You do not have what? Peace. Because you do not ask who? God. (laughs) Chapter three. The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who cultivate peace. How do you initially cultivate peace? You go to the God of peace. But you have fights fights and wars. You have passions that cannot be filled. You have desires that cannot be pleased or met because you do not ask. You don't have those things because you do not ask. And frankly, God is not there to just meet your desires and your needs. He's not there for that purpose. But even if you did desire peace, even if you did desire to be restored, even if you did desire to be redeemed, to be made whole, to be healed. Why in the world would you not go to the one who is the source of all things and ask of him? Why? We just talked about earthly and heavenly wisdom and the contrast between the two. If you know that in order to receive all that you truly desire, you must go to God. Why in the world would you not do that? You do not have because you do not ask. And we know that to be true because James chapter 1 says, if you have need, ask and it will be given to you. And when you ask, ask in faith without doubting because he who doubts will not and should not expect to receive anything that he asks for. One who asks and doubts is double-minded and unstable in all his ways. So in some sense, people might be like, well, I mean, if they didn't believe, why would they ask? Like that, that means you're double-minded. Okay, that's true. Or it could be that if you don't believe, so you don't ask, that means you just don't believe. <laughs> It means you don't believe him anymore. Like it just 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 call it what it is. You're not unstable. You've made your choice. You don't believe that God's wisdom is enough for you. You don't believe that God's way is enough for you. You don't believe that God's heart is pure. You don't believe it. You do not ask because you do not have because you do not ask. Verse 3. You ask when you do. You ask and don't receive because you ask with the wrong motives. Okay? so you don't have because you don't ask but in the event that you do ask at the moments where you get so desperate you're like oh i'm just gonna do it okay i know i've come to the end of myself it's just like that little kid who's like running 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 and you got like that i don't know is it like their dad or somebody somebody who got their hand y'all see y'all know that picture or that imagery of the kid I can see it. But the kid who has, who's like running super fast and you have like the the adult or the father or whatever who has his hand on his forehead, his palm on his forehead and he's just running but he's not going anywhere. (laughs) You've come to that point in your life in whatever, whatever capacity fighting the things that are without you, government, fighting social situations, culture, life in general, the weights of the world, or the things within, your family, your friendships, your marriage, your relationship, whatever, or what's inside of you, your own personal desires. You're fighting all those things, fighting, 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 fighting. You come to the end of yourself, and then when you do come, you ask and don't receive. Again, because you ask with the wrong motives. We talked about your heart. We talked about that in James chapter 3. Bitter envy. Bitter envy and conceit selfish ambition. You have that in your heart and that's what you bring to God. That's what you bring to the God of angel armies who can fight for you, who can fight on your behalf. You bring bitter envy of the Romans or life people outside or bitter envy of your past experience, your past life, your past you know, high place or past status, you bring that bitter envy and that selfish ambition to get back to that, that vain conceit where you think about nothing else but getting back to that, you bring that motivation to the Lord and then you ask, okay, God, can you fight my battles for me? Okay, God, can you can you go before me? Okay, God, can you help me with this? But then it ends and says, so that you may spend it on your pleasures. God's not dumb. He's not. You don't have because you don't ask. That's plain. You've made it very clear that you don't believe anymore. It is what it is, right? And you can be redeemed. Don't get it wrong. Like you can, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. You I'll talk about it right now. <laughs> you can you can repent of that behavior. You can repent lord i believe i literally just prayed this prayer today on my face before god god i believe but help my unbelief and guess what if i if you pray that prayer in earnest the holy spirit will answer your prayer he answered it for me today like god help my unbelief and he was like boom i got you i got you guess what i'm gonna increase your faith because you came to me right because i came to him help my unbelief. So there's freedom to come to the Lord and say, I'm sorry for not believing you. Please make me right with you again. Help me to believe in you again. So I can ask these things of you and trust you to fight for me, trust you to heal me, to restore me, to bring peace into my life. God can work with that. You ask and don't receive because you ask with the wrong motives. Now you come into him. And you just know, I've come to the end of my rope. I know there's no other way. So let me just try Jesus. Oh, 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 oh. Let me just try Jesus. Your motivation is like, oh, ain't nothing else working. If maybe I go to God now and I try to figure it out and I try to pray to him, you know, maybe he's going to open a door for me. Okay, so, so he's going to open that door for you, get that job. Or he's going to open that door for you, you get that man. He's going to open that door for you, you know, you pay off your debts. He's going to get that do- open that door for you, whatever. Uh, whatever happens, but you don't receive because you, you. if you did receive, you would spend it on your pleasures. Your heart's not right. It's not right. That's how James starts chapter four. Asking the question what is the source of wars and fights among you within yourselves new christian converts converts christian jewish christians and to us as believers right because they're believers we're believers They there are believers of old and we're the believers of the day right what is the source of the wars and the fights that are among us Do they not come from our own passions that wage war within us? Our own desires, our own bitter envy, vain conceit, selfish ambition. We desire and we don't have. We murder or we take people out with our words or whatever the case may be. We dismiss people. We demean people. We defame people. Whatever the case may be. And we covet. We we desire what they have, but we still can't get it. We fight and we wage war. We don't have because we don't ask because we don't believe. (laughs) And we don't. Ask and don't when we do ask we don't receive because we ask with the wrong motive, so that we can spend it on our pleasures that's a lot to think about as we embark on this chapter on this chapter that's a lot to think about and already it's like we haven't even we haven't even really talked about pride we're gonna get to it but pride comes from the hardness of one's heart prime pride comes from an elevation of self and that's all he's talking about right here and it's he's painting this very clear picture that when we live this way when we operate this way when we think this way and what is this way the way of the world when we adopt the ways of the world the thinking of the world oh you you know go get yours or handle that or be about your business i'm not saying all these things are bad you know, in in the fleshing out of responsibility and obedience and steadfastness, but if that is the motivation of your heart, and and it's all about selfish ambition, guess what? You're gonna be fighting for a good minute. You're gonna you're gonna risk unbelief, and then you're not gonna get what you want anyway because God sees your heart. That's that's tough, man. <laughs> That is so tough. And I have been on every single side of these verses. I promise you, I have. And I might be there again before I meet Jesus face to face in glory. But the truth of the matter is, if you don't want to experience this forever and be stuck in this cycle of earthly, unspiritual and demonic wisdom, and you allow yourself to be filled with truth, guess what? Humility becomes your best friend because you know that in being humble, you have God's favor. And we're gonna talk about that as we go forward. But for today, for this evening, for this week, I want y'all, including myself, all of us, to ponder the areas in our lives when we, where we are still warring where we are still fighting, where we are still unbelieving and where we are still desiring just for us and not for God, when it's all about us and not for him. And ultimately where we are leaning on the world's wisdom and dismissing the wisdom of God. That's all I have for today and I pray that it wasn't too in your face, (laughs) too much. I didn't do anything to prepare for today, so I'm just being obedient. Open your mouth, Naomi, and I will fill it. Amen, Jesus, thank you. And what was awesome is I did not have any pain throughout most of this entire recording. So, you know, it wasn't as bad as it was when I first started, so I'm so, so thankful for that, and I pray that that will continue. Got about 30 minutes to prepare for the recap tonight, 8 30 on the Wisdom app. If you would like to join, um, yeah, hmm, this one is intense, I'm not even really sure, but I do really want to tap into the whole um, spiritual, not religious type of situation. Maybe that's a look, that's maybe that's a little too much tonight. Uh. Oh, that might be a little bit tough let me stay on topic i'm gonna come back to that though because that's that new thing that people are saying now and it's just kind of like yeah just be real like you're not you're not walking with christ just just put it out there you believe him but you're not you're not you're not for real a disciple you just saved to be saved let me stop let me stop i love you guys (laughs) bless you thank you so much for tuning in i pray that you have a wonderful week if i can chat with you tonight that's awesome if not that's okay definitely tune in next week and pay attention to your players because I will drop some announcements this week as well. Love you guys. Until next time.